United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Joseph Sani, United States Institute of Peace, Africa Center Vice President. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Good morning, Julie. Thank, Thank you, you for, for being me. with me. Can you give us a brief sketch of what's going on with Ethiopia and the conflict there? Yes, so Ethiopia is really engulfed in a, what we would call a nested conflict system, where you have things implosion from within, uh, where you have different regions really experiencing tension and ethnically and politically driven clashes. So we are talking major regions here, the Amara, Oromo, Afa, Benin, Shigur, Gumuz, this, this major region. And also, we we know what's going on, or we have heard, because it has dominated the media, the, 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 the rebellion in Tigre. Mm. So we have heard about that, and uh, unfortunately leading to thousands of deaths and millions of displaced people and all kinds of atrocities happening. Yeah, the atrocities look terrible, terrible. Yeah, terrible. I mean, that's unfortunate. And then not only that then, this is happening internally. You also have rising tension on the Grand Renaissance Dam that Ethiopia is building. That's one of the largest dams in the region. And if, according to plans, this dam will, of course, lift millions of Ethiopians out of poverty because it will provide electricity. But at the same time, it will threaten the livelihood of millions of people in Egypt and Sudan. So you have that mm. going externally, and then you have all these tension and clashes internally. And so Ethiopia is really at the crossroads of a, uh, we don't know where the direction it will take, but it's really, it's concerning at this stage. Very concerning. Also, we hear a lot about China's incursion and involvement in Africa, really all over the continent. Uh, what's your take on that? I think China is doing what the major superpower is doing. So they are trying to increase their influence and expand the interest in the region. And so they are engaged in various infrastructure projects. At the same time, also expanding their political influence in the region through those infrastructure projects, one of them being the Belt, uh, the, the belt and Road Initiative, where they are building out a series of infrastructure, roads, ports, etc. in the region. So, they do what a major power is doing. The question then is, how will African countries react and how will other major powers such as the United States or Russia will react to, to this? And so far, I think the United States uh, is also responding, leveraging its own power uh, financially and also, but more importantly, the power of the values the democratic values that the United States tend to promote. And these are values that resonate with the majority of African people. I think uh, uh, that's something that's not spoken enough, but I think that uh, economically it would be difficult to match with the investment that China Mm -hmm. has And they've been at it for a while. They've, They've been in there for quite some time. Quite some time, exactly. And so I think the, the, the administration new tone of partnerships, of uh, engaging with the continent from a personal diplomacy and 
really considering Af African countries as partners and trying to address African interests, not impose American interests, I think will go a long way. Any strategy to counter, so to speak, China in Africa will have to take into consideration African interests, African aspirations. That's the way to go. I don't think you cannot make, if we want to defeat or compete China in Africa, we have, we can't make it about China. We have to make it, it should be about Africa. I think that would be the way to do it. Um, we're also uh, reading a lot about the um, the inaccessibility of vaccines for COVID in, in many African nations, a very bleak picture, and such a sharp contrast to uh, many other countries, richer countries, big countries. Yes, yes, that's a big, it's, it's a big issue. I mean, as it stands now, Africa vaccination rate is less than 4%, frankly, less than 4%. And that's scary, because... Africa has, we will say, defeated the worst scenarios of COVID in terms of health, but the economic uh, damage is indescribable. Is um, we the life, people have lost their livelihood, and literally a whole de development decade is gone in Africa. Right, so we have more than 40 million new poor Africans today, just in the span of a year. So. It is very scary, and then uh, we hope that uh, the, the richest council of this world, the G20, will um, follow their pledges to help Africans with the vaccination, and not just the vaccination, but also the financial package to help African countries stand on their feet post-pandemic. Um, you have a special online event coming up tomorrow. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yes. Uh, we are honored to have the African Union Chair, uh, President Felix Tisekedi, the President of the Democratic Republic of Congo. And so we and then we will have him uh, together with uh, Chairwoman Karen Bass, representative, uh, and then the Chair of the African uh, Subcommittee on African Affairs in the House Foreign Affairs Committee. And so this will be a fascinating conversation between two leaders who know Africa well and have African interest in mind. So tomorrow, uh, I'm looking forward to having these two leaders uh, discussing issues of COVID, peace and security, development, economic growth, women issues on the continent. So it's, I'm looking forward to that conversation. That sounds great. Uh, tomorrow, nine, 9 o'clock, Eastern time. You're going to be moderating that event. That's going to be really good. Correct. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, Julie. Joseph Sonny. conversation. Joseph Sani, United States Institute of Peace, Africa Center Vice President. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Take care. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.